Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Have a, we're almost getting to the end of this, and I got a, a couple more questions that I wanted to ask you. The winning or losing mentality that happens from, and you could take it from the lawyer's perspective or from the human perspective. Why do you think that occurs? Do you think it's just because, like, you said something earlier, you're like, you know, there's no responsibility. Is it that? Is it the accountability factor? Is it that it's easier to blame somebody to not be responsible for yourself? Because the, the winning and losing mentality, nobody wins with that, really when you start crushing and devastating and all that stuff? Yeah, I think, you know, with typical law and going to court, you always see like a winner and a loser mm-hmm. because you go to court, you have these two lawyers in suits and they're arguing and the judge makes a decision. So yeah. like on law and order, you'll see somebody wins, somebody loses. Um, unfortunately in family law, nobody wins because you have like an intact marriage. Okay. You have a couple that built their memories and their lives together and it's coming apart. How is that winning? Yeah. There's no winning because at most, if we're just talking money, you're going to get half. Okay. Half is not whole. So both of you lost. And then now you have two separate households, two mortgages, two rents, two car payments. Now your expenses doubled. So now you have two expenses on half the assets. You're starting with a quarter. How is that winning? And that's just money. Okay. Money is easy. Now we take family. You know, we have these children underneath one roof. They're stable. They have mom and dad there. And now these kids have to go back and forth, back and forth. That's, we got to make it easy for these kids, man. Okay. It's like their lives are changing and that's not their fault. They did not ask for this. And that, that's what they need to focus on. No matter how much they hate each other, they need to throw away that hate and just focus on loving this child. I don't know how to get people there because they hate each other so much. And I, I have been there, you know, like I've been in fights with my husband and as passionate as I am, I have said such bad things, you know, and I've seen how destructive it does to my kids. I'm always so ashamed of it the day after, but it's so fleeting. You know, it's like you get in a fight, you call him names, you say that to your kids, you see how it damages them, but immediately I regret it. And I I just know that most people have that, that they sense they did something wrong. They just want to take it back. And so I know that people are good. They don't want to be hateful. So, you know, my job is to not make them hateful. My job is to move them on. And I'm not trained to do that, but I know a lot of good therapists that are. So I usually, I calm them down and I say, look, you're angry. Don't make decisions when you're angry. Here's a number to a good therapist. Go call them tomorrow after you sleep on it. Let's talk about it. And then 100% of the time they calm down. But we don't run to court. We don't do anything. A lot of the times I'm super busy anyway, so I can't like one of my family lawyer friends said something like the best thing that you can do for a client is to just not respond (laughs) because they usually they figure it out. Right. (laughs) Like inadvertently, like at the end of the day, I'll get like, you know, 88 messages and I just can't, I can only return five. Yeah. So I just wait till the next day. And then usually when I call back the next day, at least 70 of them already resolved. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cause it's just like, Oh, it's just a fight. Oh, okay. You know, or you never hear, just don't respond. I always tell family lawyers, like, you don't want to be in that cycle of reaction, reaction, reaction. 
just calm down. It's just an email. Yeah. It's just a text. Nobody's dying. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, suddenly everything, the crisis is gone. Done. COVID, by the way, is one of the best things that happened to family law clients. Because <laughs> it's like the, for a while there, it took a while to get to court. And so now they're not like running to court, threatening each other. It's yeah. like you actually work it out because the courts are not in business. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So it yeah. brings me to my last question. And I want to end in a Disney-esque style with you. Only because I think that your character and, and who you are merits it. <laughs> Can you share a success story? A success story. Let me yeah. think. Hmm. You know, there's been so many. But I will say there's been so many. Like my drawer is full of like letters from clients. Yeah. Uh it was interesting. I think a few years ago, this man came to see me and he was in his seventies, been married for 50 years. He has three kids, six grandkids. Um, thinking about leaving his wife and he's like, there's nothing wrong with her. I, I still love her, but my high school sweetheart found me on Facebook. And <laughs> I was like, what in the world? And I basically like, I gave him a full console, uh-huh. you know, with blah, 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 blah what the law is, how you can go mediation, collaborate, you know, it's like methods you can handle your divorce. And then at the end, at the end, I was just like, you're making a huge mistake. And he's like, what? Don't you want my retainer? And I'm like, hell no. I'm like, (laughs) I want to keep your marriage together. Okay. You have this golden wife who's been with you for 50 years. She's begging to keep the marriage because they're very open with each other. So he's like, well, I want to move and go be with my high school sweetheart. I'm like, all right, tell me about this high school sweetheart. So she's like, her husband's dying of cancer. I'm like, wait a second. You're going to be with a woman that's leaving her husband dying of cancer? What yeah. kind of, and, he, you know, speaking to me, he realized, like, the consequences of his actions or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, he never, I, he walked out of my office. He never hired me. I never heard from him again. But I think six months later, I think his wife called my office. Yeah. And you know, we do a conflict check. So we, I don't, you know, I don't talk to her. Yeah. Inhibited, but my staff matched the name and she told my staff, she's like, I found Kelly's intake folder. And the, you know, there was a Bible verse I quoted. She was like, I read it and it cried. She's like, I can't believe a divorce lawyer told him to work on my marriage. She's like, we're been married now for 51 years and it's the best it's ever been because he went to see a divorce lawyer who told him he was stupid for wanting the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's not like a courtroom story or anything, yeah. but that I literally got such a kick out of that, that I saved that marriage. And she was, you know, I wanted to be like, Hey, can you write me a Yelp review? Yeah. <laughs> <Or whatever. laughs> but you know, it's like, it's so weird. It's such a feel good story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, when you ask a divorce lawyer that it's like, Oh yeah, I took him to the cleaner. Yeah. I got woman $10 million. Like, no, that's not a success. I think a success story is something like this. It's like I saved a marriage. I yeah. saved this guy falling off the ledge. I could have gotten $15,000 retainer out of it, but I said no. Yeah. You know, so it just made me happy. And I have plenty of letters like that. Like yeah. a lot of people, they hit a rocky spot and they come see me. We talk about, you know, what happens with the children, some of the issues they have. They pay for an hour and then I never see them again. And then I, They'll send me a letter years later. 
yeah. you know, thanking me for the advice. And, you know, no one's ever regretted paying for a consult. No one. Cause it's not like a retainer. You know, I would never just take 15,000 before I mm-hmm. hear, hear you out. So I, I would say a lot of my, you know, a lot of my clients just come see me once they pay for that one hour. Yeah. And you know, a lot of them say it's worth so much like this man that <laughs> left. <laughs> well, if that doesn't convince you of who Kelly is, and then I don't know what will, I mean, you've heard her speak, you've heard her share her stories and we got to see the human side of her. So, you know, you can find her, uh, she's, you have your practice in Burbank. Is that correct? Uh, Pasadena. In Pasadena. And it's the Law and Mediation Offices of Gelly Chang, a professional law corporation. You can find her at pur- PurposeDrivenLawyers.com. Kelly, thank you so much for restoring my faith in lawyers and just for being a yes to this conversation and for really being vulnerable enough to share your human side, your family life, and also your goals as a, a lawyer. So, And your stand. Your stand is just so strong. So... I just really want to acknowledge you and say thank you for the work that you're doing and that you seem like you're going to continue to do. So it makes a difference. It was an honor. Have a good day, okay? You too. So thank you for listening, guys. Um, That was Kelly Chan Rickard. And uh, stay tuned. There's more stuff to come. Bye. Bye. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous, be vulnerable, it makes a difference.